0: y'all. I woke up this morning needing a little extra energy and a little fresh perspective on my business. I don't know if you ever feel that way too, but if you're in that place right now, I would love to invite you to our business coaching course and community danger school. This is self-paced. We have a ton of pre-recorded lessons in there, so you can listen to it just like a podcast. Plus there's videos, templates, emails, workbooks, all of those things to go along with it. Not only that, but there's a community element as well. So you can jump in the Facebook group with a lot of other like-minded, wholehearted creatives at every stage in the creative journey in a bunch of different industries. Get to know folks from all over the world. We have a monthly group coaching call where we can ask questions. We go over topics, we get to know people, and we're always throwing in new elements of community too. We've been playing around with the idea of speed dating networking. We've been having meetups all over the world, and we also offer trips and coaching and other things inside of that container too. So if that's something that sounds exciting to you, you can check out Danger School at dangerschool.com. It's our online course and community membership. You can join for a year or for a lifetime, and we are so excited to get to know you. Hello, and welcome to the Dangerous Creatives podcast. If you're growing your photography or creative business, you're in the right place. Each week, we deliver a workshop-style solo show, expert interview, or motivating story from our community, so you can tune in to find encouragement, motivation, and ideas to help the right people find you and your amazing work. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting, I'm a photographer and coach, and my favorite thing is helping dangerous creatives just like you stand out in a world that just wants us to blend in. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Well, hey folks, and welcome back to the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. So fun to be here with you. I just want to say a... Thank you for continuing to listen to this podcast, for sharing it with your friends. I've been seeing a bunch of you sharing our last episode on Instagram and tagging us. That means so much. And it also means so much when you rate and review the podcast too. It just helps us know who's listening, helps us know which episodes you're really loving so we can create more content that is fitting what's really hitting with you right now. So Thank you so much for when you do that, when you text it to a friend, you post on Instagram or you rate and review. It really, really does help us out so much. So thanks for continuing to listen and, um, and yeah, just always feel free to start a conversation too, because that's what these podcasts feel like. It really feels like a conversation. Y'all already know that connection is probably my top core value. And so getting to really connect with you in, um, in real life, or online really does mean so much to me. So thank you. We just got back from the Hybrid Co. conference, which is a conference for photographers that um, shoot film and digital. And it's fun. I haven't really been to a conference since before COVID. And the last time I was at this conference was in 2019. And I was also leading a shoot like I did this last week. And it was a crazy full circle moment. I'm sure I'm not the only one that's had this experience of, though, like time looping back four years, like how did four years kind of just disappear? Um, And it feels like I picked right back up in 2019. Obviously, there were new lessons learned, so much that happened in the last four years. But man, I don't know. It just is a strange, strange feeling to be like, I, that feels like yesterday that it was 2019 and the first time I led a shoot at hybrid, I, um, I it was in Nashville. So it was much easier to kind of put together all the pieces and did a beautiful styled shoot at Cheekwood Botanical Gardens. And the way I wanted to talk about the way that, um, shoots work at conferences or like if someone is hosting a styled shoot or if someone's, hosting a workshop, some of the behind-the-scenes that goes into that process, um, because possibly at some point, maybe you'll want to do that, or maybe you have already, um, and I think it helps to like just know what it's like behind the scenes, so I'm going to tell some funny stories from times that I've hosted styled shoots or workshops or things like that. And um, some things to watch out for, some things that can like um, creep up on you and cost way more than you expect, and just a little bit of general, like behind the scenes, what that's like to do that. But first, here's my plug for in person conferences and networking events and things like this. Of course, they're not all made equal, but being able to get around peers, being able to get around people, maybe in an industry that's parallel to ours, it's, it's actually a big pillar of my marketing, um, strategy because I think like the personal connection means so much to me. Being in person with people means so much to me. And so a lot of times when I'm working with someone on their marketing that really cares about people, I'm like, let's build some in-person things in, um, that are kind of foundations of the work that you're going to be doing in your marketing. So I was just working with a client yesterday, in a totally different industry than photography or creativity, um, more kind of in like the consulting world. And we were like, okay, what events can you kind of base your whole marketing calendar around? Which ones can be kind of these core um, core foundational pieces where you can meet a lot of people at the same time? Maybe you can speak there. You can sponsor something. It's a place where you get this like in-person, um, deeper connection with people, Um, and not only that, not only from a marketing perspective, but just like, it's good to be around people that get it right. Like I love being around other photographers. They're some of the nicest people that I've ever met. Like people just want to be your friend. They want to look out for you. My, a lot of my early business was built on referrals from other photographers. So if you're like, how do I build my photography business? One amazing way is to get your own little group of photographers that send each other referrals when you're not available. It's a huge way of building your business. It was super effective for me. And so whether or not you're there to market to people at a conference or to make really meaningful connections, both things are so valuable. So I really encourage you to figure out if there's some conferences in your industry or in-person meetups or networking events that you can get around because it can make a really, really big difference. And not only that, but just like makes us happier, right? When we have people that we care about in our life that are doing what we do, where we have meaningful connections, everything's just better and, and more fun and all of those things. So for this year at the conference, and what I did last time that I was hosting something at this conference, um, I was hosting a styled shoot. So it's a it's a ticketed event. So if someone comes to this conference, they buy a ticket to the conference. And then there's different shoots that you can buy tickets to, and different talks that you can buy tickets to, like more masterclass kind of thing. So it's kind of this model of, um, you know, if someone buys a ticket, there's a profit share. So the people that are hosting the shoot get a share of what's sold and the conference gets a share of what's sold. So, um, it's not, you get, you don't get every single dollar from the ticket because of course the conference leaders are doing a ton of work to put this together. Um, they're selling the ticket, all of that, you know, so profit share. I love profit share models. I use them in my business too. Um, I think it, Often is just good for everybody because then if you're helping sell the tickets, you have more incentive to, um, you have more incentive to market it yourself. You have more incentive to show up and do a great job. Um, so that's kind of the way that it's structured at this conference. So if you sell out, you make X amount, and that you can use that for your shoot. Um, so one thing. Anytime someone's leading a workshop maybe of their own or they're doing a styled shoot through a conference or they're hosting a shootout or a styled shoot um, just in their own brand, there's a whole lot of expenses involved. So with these, because of the model, the profit share model kind of thing, you kind of have to be you have to be in a place where you can front a lot of the costs yourself. So, um, I bought the, the plane tickets for my models, the um, plane ticket for my stylist, I, you know, the anyone that I paid, the florist, the flowers, the rentals, the dresses. You have all these different pieces that you're paying for, and have to be able to float that yourself and like pay those things yourself before you get reimbursed from your sales. So uh, you know, that's another whole thing of um, a lot of a lot of the ways that we grow do require some initial upfront investment on our end. And, um, and so having a really financially healthy business is so good for the future growth of your business too, because if there's a moment where you want to step into more of a leadership role, you want to host a workshop, you want to um, step into this new place, there's a lot of initial investment on our end. Um and this isn't just true of working at a conference. The first um the first workshop I ever offered, <laughs> this is like how you know I'm a bit go bigger go home person is um I was like, okay, I want to start offering education. And yeah, I did one-on-one calls, I did coaching calls and things like that, but the first workshop I ever did, I was like, it's going to be two week long workshop. <laughs> i like, we're going to do one week in France and we're going to do one week in Iceland. I had a less than two year old son at the time. And, um, you know, y'all know by this point, if you've been listening to more than one episode that I'm just like, I, I can't go half, I can't half ass anything. It's, it's a whole ass or it's no ass, you know, I don't know. So two weeks, people could come for one week or they could come for two weeks. We did have some people who came for the whole two weeks. This is how study abroad started. And it was two weeks, two countries and like traveling with a whole group of people, which we kept it small. So that worked. It was seven or eight people per uh, per week, you know? Um, but but in that we had business workshops, we have um, tourist things. So, you know, we've, we, I've often rented like, a sailboat and we all go sailing or, you know, I always build in and kind of these beautiful experiences too, and also had shoots in different places. So that means not only are you coordinating the education side of things, all the food, all the transportation, but you're also trying to make sure you're producing and designing a beautiful shoot. Um, And I'll tell you that the hardest part of shoots like that is making sure all of the pieces come together and that everyone does their job. So an example, um, when I was producing the shoot in France for the first workshop, I was like, okay, I, I always try to hire someone local to help me out with something. Cause I just think like supporting the local, um, place that you're going is really important. Um, so I had that person that was teaching a workshop, but I also had found a dress designer that was willing to loan us a dress. It was beautiful but they were in Australia, and they're like, "Okay, well, we will ship it to France, and um, and like, it should be totally fine." I have a friend that lives in Paris; she let us use her ad- her address, and so I had them ship it to Paris. And right before the shoot, uh, the um, workshop started. We were just like, DHL didn't show up with the dress we i was starting to get really anxious my friend hadn't heard anything of course she lives in an apartment in paris so it's like it could be at the wrong apartment it could be down the street we don't know so i was trying to track it I was trying to converse in my very you know elementary french to try to find this dress um turns out it had gotten held up in customs at DHL and then it was Bastille day. So then it was closed. So here I am with my two-year-old tracking across Paris to this, to like this tiny town outside of Paris where the DHL factory was to be, to like go up to security and be like, my wedding dress is in there. Can you please help me? And I love, I love the French. They were just like, no, no. <laughs> it's Bastille Day. No. Or it was like the weekend before Bastille Day or whatever. And so I got turned away at the DHL factory or, you know, the warehouse and just like so distraught because I'd put so much effort into planning the shoot and now we might not have a dress and what are we going to do? And, um, fortunately it worked out. I actually forget. I think we went back every day or we called every day, um, and ended up getting it last minute. And, Funny enough, something like that just happened with the shoot I just planned. We um, we found the perfect dress that we wanted. We found someone that was willing to rent it to us. First, they were going to ship it to my house, and then we I got here, and they weren't shipping it, and it wasn't here, and so then they're like, we'll ship it to the hotel where you're going to be, and we're like, okay, and so, you know, sent the shipping label, supposed to be overnighted, kept checking with security. It wasn't there, wasn't there, wasn't there. And um, it showed up right before the shoot. Um, So a thing that I always do is I always bring backups. I had a backup wedding dress with me. Actually, I, I bought a wedding dress when I was getting married that I ended up not wearing because it wasn't fitting right, which is totally cool. I ended up finding something that I felt way better in anyways. But now I have this beautiful wedding dress that's kind of a backup for shoots like this. Um, but one thing that I always just say is like plan for something to go wrong, have backups, um, know your options, and you end up getting really flexible and resilient. You know, there's there's almost always a solution, and you just have to fee- be able to see all the resources around you. Um, when we were in Iceland doing this the styled shoot, this is again is like six years ago or whatever. Um, we had a model. And we had like hired her from a modeling agency. And we're like, I just, I can't afford to hire a male model. We're just going to have the female model. And, um, my friend and my my friend and stylist got there and she's like, I think we need a male model. And so um, she, and like some of the attendees just went walking through the streets of Reykjavik and until they found a a guy that they can be like, Hey, (laughs) And they just stopped him on the street. They're like, do you want to model for this shoot we're doing later? Honestly, it's a hilarious story. It makes me laugh so much is that they just like walked out on the street and found a guy that was willing to model um, with this, this gorgeous model. Of course, he had the best day of his life. He got to go with all these female photographers to the beach. He got to snuggle up with this gorgeous model. He had the best day, but, um, but, you know, we, you have to think on your feet because, um, the, you know, one of the reasons why I don't do a whole lot of styled shoots is you're relying on all these different people to do their job well, and sometimes people don't. And as, as a control freak, I'm like a, a little bit of a control freak, that's hard for me because I want so badly to trust other people, and sometimes people just don't pull through for you. Um, I've had people cancel on me last minute. I've had people not refund money when they bailed on something. There's all these kind of things that you have to a little bit become not hardened to, but just realize that stuff is going to happen and you have to be able to figure it out. So if you're ever wanting to host something like this yourself, or even like produce, even if you're not a photographer and you want to produce something, um, just know that your, your strength is in your network. Your strength is in your flexibility And being able to figure things out on the fly, especially if you're traveling while you're doing something. Um, Another example is, so at this conference this week, it was really hard for some reason for the speakers to find or the shoot leaders to find rentals, like a rental company that was nearby. Um, so, you know, the, I told you the, the one I had done before was in Nashville. So I knew every vendor, I knew every rental company. Like I had all so many people I could pull from that could be like, okay, this from there, this from there. I trusted people. It was the, the folks that I usually work with. Um, this was, you know, far away from where I live. And so you're kind of having to depend on people that you're not used to working with, which can be really hard because, Again, not everyone does what they say they're going to do, so we were having a hard time finding chairs or a table, things like that. Um, so we ended up deciding that we were going to fly home. So we, you know, we were traveling. We were going to fly home first so that we could break down our dining room chairs and put our dining room chairs in the Forerunner and drive to Florida. So that's what we did. We couldn't find the rentals that we wanted, so we were like, you know what? Our dining room chairs actually are perfect for the shoot. Let's do that. So we broke them down, put them in our car, set them up at the shoot, brought sweet Andrew, my husband as uh, the muscle, and he just built those chairs while we were setting up for the shoot. Um, So again, you just have to get a uh, a little bit flexible. I'll also say that they almost always end up costing more than I expect. Um, so, I don't go into doing this at a conference or um, as I don't go in thinking I'm going to make a lot of money from it. Actually, usually I invest my own money um, into making the shoot great um, and end up losing money from it, which is fine. It's like an intentional choice that I'm making, um, but it's not something I'm walking out of with like in the positive. Um, and that might be different for different people. I definitely could be a little bit more careful in my budgeting, but again, Um, I had someone that bailed on me, so kind of ran off with a deposit that hasn't come back yet. I hope that it does, but hasn't come back yet. I had to fly in someone last minute to cover that person, so that ended up costing more than I expected. Um, But when you're putting yourself in a position of leadership where you want to do something really well, I think it's so important that we know we're taking on that risk to make someone else's experience really great. So, um, like when I'm leading a shoot, I'm like, I'm, I'm the one that's going to fall on the sword so that these people can have a great experience. Cause that's the position I've put myself in here. I put myself in a position of leadership. So I want to take really good care of everyone else. Um, and it's not really about me. So that's just a heads up too, is like plan to spend more than you expect, um, Know that you're taking on risk when you agree to do something and see it as a longer, like see it in terms of a longer term, the relationships, the skills you're building, um, all of those things, see that it, it actually is a net positive in the end because at the end, I have all these amazing relationships with these super talented people that signed up for my shoot. Um, I met all these amazing people at this conference. There are so many net positives from it. And so you have to realize that when you're kind of taking that risk and you're investing in what you're doing, you're investing in yourself and you're investing in the long term of your, um, of your business. But I also say this to, you know, if you've ever signed up for a workshop, if you've ever, um, bought a ticket to something as just a little behind the scenes of, um, you know, a lot of times the shoot leader isn't, isn't making a ton from them. They really want your experience to be great. And, um, and just, you know, just a little perspective of maybe what goes in to producing something like that. So I hope you get the chance to run one or lead one or create one for yourself at some point. They're really so fun. There's ways to reduce some of the risk. Um, and you just get to meet so many cool people by doing, by doing something like that. So all of those, all of those funny stories to say that it all worked out both my long term, you know, my longer two week workshop, every single piece worked out. We figured out, um, we figured out how to pivot when we needed to, we got the dress when we needed to, we found models on the run when we needed to. And that's proven to be true over the last seven years of doing mentoring, doing education, doing coaching, um, and at this point, I try to keep things a little bit more simple in general because um, because I I really care about images looking like it's a real wedding or a real couple um, and not being super overly produced, but also done really well, which to do things well costs money. So um, I hope that you have a great week. We have a lot coming up in this podcast, so I just want to share a little bit so that you have an idea of what's coming We have more conversations about money. We have more awesome interviews with experts. We also are doing some um, coaching calls. We're doing live coaching. So we've already had a ton of applications come in um, where we're going to kind of like spot coach on one issue in someone's business. So we have some of those episodes coming. Let me know if you like them or let me know what you think because it's a new thing that we're adding to this podcast and um, we have more of these solo workshop episodes that are, you know, specific to a topic. And then we also are going to have some um, some takeovers from people that we're coaching, people in our community. They're going to be kind of leading some episodes too. So I can't wait for you to hear all of those all of those things. I really hope that you've been enjoying what we've been putting out. And um, can't wait to connect with you off of this podcast too. So make sure you send me a DM at Kristen Sweeting on Instagram or at Dangerous Creatives on Instagram. And I'd love to check out your work, check out what you're doing, whether you're a photographer or creative or something else. Um, I cannot wait to see what you're up to. So hope you have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you again soon. Mm -hmm this episode was produced and edited by the lovely jen madigan creative music for this episode was written and recorded by jamie lono and shammy d thanks for being part of our dangerous creatives podcast community and we'll see you again next time